I'm probably supposed to say that, you know, if you're doing anything important, like working or driving or anything that requires other concentration that, you know, make sure that you use common sense and be safe and don't follow along literally if it would put you in any kind of danger or if meditation's difficult for you, as I know it can be for some people and you don't feel like following along, then you don't have to. So I used to think about this when I would leave the office. Usually be, you know, lunchtime, go out for a little walk. Where I would be would be like the things that I have been doing are on my desk. And what's out here is unknown. And it's not unknown in an unsafe way. It's unknown in an exciting way. I would just walk down whatever path that looked good. There was many different ways to go. The further you get away, the more branches there were. So it wasn't that difficult to get like a couple minutes away and take a different route that I hadn't taken before. Like to be in that headspace where we're beginning from a known point. We know we can always get back there. But what lies ahead? What's out in front? What can we find? What can we see? What can we hear? What's available to us? I just like to think about those things as I was walking. Just imagine walking not away from everything that I'd left behind. In many ways, walking back towards it, but hopefully arriving back with a, a different perspective on it. And so I would walk. Sometimes I would just listen to the sound of my own footsteps. Sounds of the birds and the cars in the background. And just let that be the soundscape internally. And just kind of drift. There's a place when I lived in in Germany for a time with my family. There's a place in the in the woods right outside our house that I would go as a kid. There was quiet and there was trees. And sometimes I'd kind of see that place mentally as I was as I was walking. It was always a safe place where, like, I'd take books and a backpack and I'd kind of sit there and, and read and get the sunlight shining through the trees in the summer and the patterns of light and shade. You find a place like that in your mind's eye that that feels like safety. And just kind of walk. Maybe you're walking towards that place or walking through it. And we're just kind of drifting along. It doesn't have to be about anything. You don't have to judge any thoughts that come up. They can just be thoughts. Whatever wants to surface itself whatever feels important we don't have to not think about it either and just acknowledge it tip the hat to it 
let it float away. There was never really a sense of leaving or arriving when I would take these walks because in one sense I was already back at the office and in another sense I was already where I was imagining. Just walking between the worlds for a time. like to think that the people I walked by, they could see me, but could they really see me? They're not seeing who I am as a person, they're just seeing me. But while me in the physical sense walked along, me in the emotional and the internal sense, maybe sitting under the trees, Watching the sunlight cast shadows. Just being where I needed to be and where I wanted to be. In both places at once. Eventually, the route would wind its way back to somewhere familiar. And then I would know which way to go. To go back to the office and would often kind of feel restorative in a way that is hard to describe, but makes sense as you go through it. And so with that being said, if you have been able to follow along, I hope that you're able to find a little bit of that sense of being somewhere cozy. From there, we can kind of step into the podcast a bit more. So we're in this time where it's a new moon today. It's also the 8th of August, 8-8. We're in the middle of the Lion's Gate portal, which is where Sirius is in the sky and the sun is in its home in Leo. So there's a lot of energy, a lot of momentum and motion right now in this time and in this cycle of the moon. The way that I learned about the moon is those three days right before the new moon. There's a period in there where the moon is completely invisible and some people refer to that as the dark moon, as that little period of, of introspection before we hop into the new moon. And it's a time, a time to kind of go inside and find ourselves a little bit before we step out and set our intentions. So I've just been thinking about that in the last few days. Had um, a few different things come up around that, I ended up writing a sort of little bit of a poem kind of an allegory of personal experience it's a content warning there's a sort of vague reference to emotional abuse but being an allegory there's nothing explicit about it but i just wanted to put that warning out there before i go ahead and read this so this came to me last night after some reflection on things why why did the fog bend lights like sinking ships shining towards the sky before winking out i let them go wave goodbye to them I know they're not for me, even as the crowd carries me forward like a wave. They're questioning now, confused, 
but they weren't taught to not be who they are. Given freedom within the boundaries of only ever being good enough to understand every failing in perfect detail. Encouraged enough to be the bag, enraged dumping ground for somebody else's ego. The anger a manifestation of that knowledge. Somewhere between novice and expert, you'll be lucky to be competent. Anything else is a waste of energy. So says the one with the ego, too fragile to be surpassed, but strong enough to contain. The shimmer is beautiful, but it is approaching, and I know I should run. But do I deserve to evade? I'm not better than their enjoyment. My purpose is to fail. The fog bends as I step through it. I've never come this way before. But I know one thing is true. And more than that, more than how I was defined, and I deserve to know what I can do. Really just a meditation on, like, not limiting ourselves to preconceived notions, whether it's things that other people have told us or things that live in our head that we don't even remember why they're there anymore. Whether it's society that, you know, tells you you can't paint your nails because you're a dude for whatever that even means. Or whether it's just feeling like you learn things fast, but then once you get to that baseline level of competency that you find it hard to go further and it's not about not wanting to put in the time it's just about feeling like you don't deserve it whatever it is along those realms just recognizing that if that lives inside us that somebody probably put it there whether we know who it was or whether it was just society at large pretty much all of it is nonsense and we do well to let go of it if we can which is easier said than done because oftentimes those things live with us for a reason. They've probably been there a long time, especially the more you go through life, the older you get. Things that have been there since you were young you tend to even forget that they're there. Sometimes part of everything that, that I do with tarot especially is just wondering what the cards are going to say about things that are already inside me that I don't even see myself because... I've been seeing them for so long that I forget to examine them and just accept them as parts of who I am. That, to me, has always been like, I know people do divination with tarot, and I respect when people do, and people that can do that often do a really good job of it. For me, I found tarot at a time when I couldn't really see that well into myself, and it helped to illuminate things that I was missing, so that's often the way that I that I use tarot. I've been through a bunch of different decks and um, I kind of learned, it's funny, I learned with the Smith Rider Waite deck, but um, I never really pulled cards with it. It was very much one of those decks that I had like face up when I was first learning about tarot and I would just kind of shuffle through it to look at different cards, try to understand different archetypes. But um, I was pulling a card from it the other day and I realized that I can kind of see things easier with that deck because there's a lot of different imagery in it. Some of it's problematic and people have definitely done things like the Melanated Tarot, which is like a recoloring of, of the tarot and a sort of modernization of it, of the Smith Rider Waite deck specifically, to be more inclusive. But um, there's something about look all the symbology on there that kind of helps me just kind of tap into things. I've gone back to kind of, well, gone back to, I never really read with it, but I've gone back to the deck and started reading for myself with it again recently. 
So I wanted to pull a couple of cards today, and this is always just, for me, I don't feel comfortable pulling for the collective, at least not right now, maybe in the future. So um, people who do have tarot in their lives themselves, I want to do their own pull here, unless anything kind of resonates with you for what's whatever comes up for me. I pull by sliding my finger over the edge of the of the deck and I feel certain cards pop out to me energetically when I do that. That's how I do my pulls. So I always like to say, um, in the presence of of source, of my well ancestors, my guardians, the energies of the land on which I reside and all the lands I have traveled, I'd like to know what is underneath the present moment for me. What is the thing? that I should be seeing that I'm not seeing, the thing that I am seeing that I'm not interpreting with my own voice. I like to pull a card for that, which is the Three of Pentacles. And the Smith Rider weight version of the card. There's architecture that kind of looks like a church or some type of church-like building. Sort of religious symbology in Smith Rider weight, as we probably know. There's three pentacles up in the facade, and then there's three people standing there one of them's clearly presenting something to the other two one of them looks bored in the way that like a manager or an overseer would look bored as in they're trying to look interested but it's obvious that they're not and another person looks like they're questioning they have some plans that look similar to what's being built it has that feeling of like a student making a student or a junior person making a presentation to a more senior person while a third party who might be maybe the source of funding for the project or some other interested party looks on. That's the imagery of that card. And then pentacles in the old meanings of tarot. Pentacles are often associated with money, but in the sort of modernization or expansion, pentacles are representative of the earth element so they're about grounding and stability and being resourced not just monetarily but in life in general so what comes into me when i think of the three of pentacles is that relationship between for me different parts of ourselves looking on at what we're doing and not judging maybe steering or questioning but at the same time allowing ourselves to breathe to do what we are doing questioning in a supportive way trying to guide the different parts of myself to um come back to the whole yeah and moon time moving from that dark moon period into the new moon period a lot of introspective things have been coming up in the last few days for me, kind of in relation to the podcast and, and just the kind of mechanics of, of doing them and even like things as on the surface as straightforward as like playing Dead by Daylight, <laughs> like just the things that are in my life presently, basically, have been kind of coming up as allegories of, of things that, that are you know, much sort of deeper and more serious for whatever that particular word means, which is partially where that poem came from. Just like we are talking about DVD the other day, which you know, for anyone who might be listening to the podcast later on who doesn't know, it's just a video game that's very skill-based. People that play it, it's been out for about five years, and some people that play it have like 
5,000, 9,000, 10,000 hours playing this one video game. So when you come in and you have a few hundred hours <laughs> or less or more, it can, can feel a lot of things, even just that amount of hours of playtime in that one game. You obviously will know so many aspects of it just instinctively after that many hours that someone who only has a few hundred hours just maybe won't know as well just because of the repetition of it, which is kind of an eight of pentacles energy in some ways that just do the thing, keep doing the thing. And you'll eventually get better at it. You just have to put in the time. That's always been a thing that I've struggled with because I've often felt like I pick things up quickly to like a baseline of understanding. And then it just feels like I can't progress after a certain point, which I'm sure is in my head. But, you know, our head is where we live. So we're being held back ourselves then by ourselves then that's not good. So that's been one of the, the sort of interesting things of playing this video game and kind of sticking with it. There's a lot of different parts of me that would have already given up, but not in a negative way, in what I would have in the past called like a realistic way, which is that device where you look at something and you say, well, this person can do these things and they're really good at it, but how much time has it taken them to get to this point? I'm not as good as them. It would take me even longer. So is that something I really want to spend my time on? Which is basically the adult version of, of, of like a kid going, oh, I bother. <laughs> Which um, I've often done in the past and often convinced myself that like it's the smart thing to do because, you know, clearly you're not going to be good enough to, to be whatever it is or do whatever it is. And in the last couple of years, I've, I've realized that that's all just nonsense and I need to stop it. So um, Dead by Daylight, this video game is like the first, first thing that is skill-based that people are obviously better at than me in a way where I feel like there's certain like people that I could probably never be as good as even if I did have 10,000 hours in the game and where that would normally make me just go, well, it's kind of pointless then. I've actually stuck with it this time around. And I know I've gotten better over time. I know now I'm definitely better than I was in the first 100 hours. I still have a long way to go, but this has kind of been interesting sticking with it and sort of committing to it, which in some ways sounds silly because it's just a video game, but it's a, it's a safe space. It's a small thing to commit to that, you know, even if I decided I needed to walk away from it later, it's not... <laughs> You know, something that's like a huge financial commitment or it's, you know, a business that I'm starting or a relationship or something that could, you know, be damaging to other people or have major consequences. It's just a video game, so it's kind of safe. So if I did just at some point just go, I can't deal with this anymore. Anything that would be lost is the hours spent playing it. And since I have had a lot of fun playing that game and I continue to, then, you know, I'm still getting something out of it no matter what happens. So that was sort of interesting to reflect on that. Because I, I don't think I was consciously aware of it until more recently. And then restarting the podcast. We recorded the first episode a couple of weeks ago. So the, the schedule has been kind of every other week. Will probably continue to be for a while until I feel comfortable. Theoretically, I could record an episode every week and do like the quarters as well as the new moon and full moon. But for right now, 
are sticking to the new moon and full moon as I try to kind of get back into everything. But um, it also made me realize that I haven't been as like consistent or as in-depth with my own practice as I would like to be. And when I thought about why, I realized it's that same energy of like, there's people who know much more about this than me, so I don't deserve to do this because I'm not contributing anything, which is the most ludicrous thing when you're talking about something that you do for yourself to help yourself. But I kind of realized that the other day and was like, oh, <laughs> even as I do this one thing, there's still this other thing where I'm operating in the same way. So that's definitely an intention for this next cycle from this new moon through the full moon and back to the next new moon definitely an intention for me is to to come back to and put more focus on my practice not because it's something that i think i should do but because it's something that i want to do and that i haven't been doing for nonsense reasons <laughs> so stepping outside of the nonsense and getting back to it in a more like meaningful intentional way something that I want to do over this next cycle. Maybe the um, tarot reading is a little bit of a, a kind of nod that those themes might be the right things that, that I'm doing for the right reasons. Maybe that's something we could read into the Three of Pentacles. I hope so, because I definitely want to get back to all of this and kind of make it work in a more meaningful way for me, because a couple of years ago, I definitely needed tarot. It was really helpful in the middle of the night just pulling a random card and kind of being able to distract myself with diving into the meanings of it and doing some research and making some notes I'd like to be able to just get back to that I feel like i need it and i've been missing it i don't know that i have a lot else to say podcast wise like last time i tried to be really structured and i felt like i was just going through and ticking off boxes and i ended up like not really conveying things in the way I wanted to. So this time I just wanted to have no structure. I think the the format that's going to make sense is somewhere in between those two. Because I'm sure there's things that I've forgotten because I deliberately didn't write anything down on purpose this time. But these first few episodes coming back are going to gonna be a little bit kind of all over the place while I kind of figure out exactly how to do this and, and the way that, that makes sense to me. I think that's the, the reflection that I have right now. So as ever, if you're listening to this on a particular podcast platform, um, there will be a link to Discord in the show notes, which if you don't know what Discord is, it's, it's a chat area, kind of like Facebook groups, but also nothing like Facebook groups. <laughs> it's more private and it's more intimate and it's better structured. So we have esoteric and witchy channels in there, as well as gaming stuff. You can engage with whatever makes sense for you. So if you are listening to this on a, on a different podcast platform, you want to go into the show notes and hop into our Discord, that would be great because I would love to build community around this podcast. Thanks for listening. And we'll do this all again in a couple of weeks. Check in at the full moon and see, see where we got to.